5 p.m. Every Sunday, town's always about the culture. Do out and sculpture, recording every Friday. So here it our way, no need to catch a flight away. Stay tuned for our take. Every time I hear that that intro, I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's go. And then y'all don't match my energy. You know? The crazy thing, yo, I was, my, what do you my, mean? my mouse froze. <laughs> I was about to throw the air horns and my mouse pad. I don't know why my hand automatically went to my mouse pad. It, it just wasn't moving. It's, and it's, it's been a long semester for your laptop, too. You yeah. <laughs> like my, my, I think my laptop's actually just been working overtime, to be honest. Um, I've never had my laptop work this hard in its life. And congratulations to it, but. No, I've been after it shut down with the PS5 thing. I feel like it hasn't been the same. I feel like I need to like, just get a, a calm reset on my laptop. So hopefully, I can get that going. Did y'all try? Did Walmart do another one the other day? Another release? Bro. Corey, Corey, them, Corey. Bo- them boss came like a thief in the night. Not even in the night, daytime. Corey, <laughs> we were refreshing our pages at two fifty nine on the fifty six second. By the time our page refreshed at three p.m. on the first second, it said sold out. Mathematically, wow. that doesn't make any sense, Corey. That means within a whole like semi millisecond, all the information was pressed through, and, and every every PS five was bought. And you know what? it's our fault because we clearly know at this point that we're fighting up against computers. Computers, we'll never be that fast, and we're not gonna be that fast. So at this point, is dudes gonna have to just build their own quick bot? Because clearly, Walmart security is not good. Because I feel like any I saw regular old dudes just with bots. Like, dudes who don't know what they're doing just buying. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's one thing. They just don't care, too. Cause of course not. They don't, I mean, they get paid not. either way, so who cares if a regular person gets They like it? the hype. Yeah. They like the hype. They definitely like the hype. So. But, hey. What are you, so what I'm hearing is y'all don't have PS5. That's exactly, that's exactly that's what you're saying. 100% what you're Now, remember, hearing. I'm it's, copping the PS5 for, like, I was copping it for somebody. So, like, I'm, I'm trying to increase the odds because clearly it's a numbers game at this mm-hmm. point. So it's like four or five of us all trying to get it for one person. We all failing. So y'all getting, <laughs> y'all getting the uh, finder's fee, huh? Y'all getting the finder's fee? Nah, I'm I'm a good brother. I let it rock. We charge it to the game. Uh, we charge it to the game. So need more men like him in the world. <laughs> nah, I ain't get one. I'm a, I mean, if you didn't get one and you battling bots, you might as well just be patient. I yeah. think after Black Friday, like there'll be like every other system that ever came out, it's gonna be available. Yeah, it's gonna be widespread. Not people not gonna be rushing for it. Now, if somebody was. Reselling it, I'll charge a finder's fee, but because mm-hmm. they're actually going to keep it, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But and but the, thing, the the crazy thing is that people are actually re- buying the resales, which is, I, I still can't fathom. Like I know quite a few people who've cop digital versions and resold it on StockX or eBay for nine hundred dollars, and people have bought it. And it's like they don't have discipline. I so that's that's the resale value right now, not like nine hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, pretty much. Nine, yeah, it's, it's, it's nine hundred. Double yeah. double the value of the actual uh, device, plus wow. the tax, but <laughs> shipping too. <yeah. laughs> so it just I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me personally, because at the end of the day, like, what are you really rushing to play? At most, maybe two K, right? If you're, you mm-hmm. know, but no, that's some, that's some good, they have some good games. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, if like you're trying to play with friends. All yeah, no one has it. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody has it. And even though games that you could play on, they're still cross-platform regardless. So I feel like t- I, like FIFA's cool, Madden's cool, but like 2K is the actual the sports game that you really play with people. 
So if all mm, your friends yeah, don't have two K on the next gen system, I just don't know who you're playing with. You're playing with everyone else with the next gen, <laughs> but I, I not guess. your friends. Um, I mean, most people probably won't even have it until like maybe early next year too. So, yeah. For all the people who don't play games like Corey, God bless y'all. Y'all saving money, <laughs> saving money, saving stress, saving time, <laughs> sleeping peacefully. Facts. You're not mad on the internet like all of us. <laughs> not looking crazy on the internet. That's the thing. Dude, dudes be upset. I was upset. I ain't gonna lie. I was disappointed because I was like, I just felt like it was a waste of my time. I just felt like, it, I couldn't get it. I just felt like PlayStation dropping like ten every time. Like, come on, bro. Like, I don't understand. Like, you, you, you building this up for six, seven years. How many little trailers y'all drop? You couldn't make like like two thousand and just have them out there. You couldn't do a back order. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. But I'm not economist, so what, what, what am I to say? Screaming. Supply and demand, man. They want this. I don't know. It's crazy. No, that's wild. That's why. That's why we sticking with our switches out here, man. Get yourself good a luck. Nintendo Switch. Good luck. Good luck to y'all. Good luck to the Nintendo Switches. No, to to y'all try and get the PS Five. Oh, oh. Get it. I mean, it's gonna it's, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, be it's gonna eventually. It's only about a matter of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna chill. Um, I'm gonna chill. But yeah. I, you know, my cousin was talk, talking about doing it for Black Friday. I'm not trying to fight nobody's son for a PS Five. Like that's the thing. I don't think it would be that bad. I think they're doing something. Some places might be doing it in person. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the policy is for Black Friday anyway. No, I I went for Black Friday shopping for the first time last year, and it wasn't even serious. I just went to Walmart because they had a Mario Party game half off, and Switch games are always sixty dollars, so I just went and caught that. But like I was in line for like twenty minutes. There were some people mad hype behind me, ready to get a TV. They got a little antsy. I looked at them, they calmed down, went right into the store. <laughs> they got a little antsy. Yeah, they was like mad excited. I kind of felt like they was getting too close to me. I just kind of looked back, like, "Yo, we're getting in. They'll probably have your TV. We're like, we're near the front of the line. Like, mm-hmm. come on." Like don't don't. What, what time? What time did you get there? What time did you get out there? I I think the doors opened at. I want to say eight. Mm-hmm. I probably got there around six thirty. Mm-hmm. And okay. the and like once I got there, that's when cars started coming in like fleets. So <laughs> I had my brother get out the car, and go stand in line while I park because you know that's what mom's mom's teach you what to do. Somebody got to go stand while somebody else parks. Yeah, do two things at once. And I got there. And I know no one's gonna be like, "Hey, he's cutting." I'm six four. We're not doing that. So I just hopped in the back in the line, in the line and stood there and I was chilling. But once the line started getting long, they started putting the gates. But that don't mean nothing. That's like the Yukon uh, food truck line where dudes just oh, don't get me started on that line. Dudes just moving to the top no matter what. <laughs> Damn, that's really throwbacks. Well. Outside of our depressing consumer news, um, you know, <laughs> some good things that happened this week. We had some good black culture happen this week. Facts. You know? If you wasn't on Twitter, IG was hard to miss. The you know the verses of a of the South Atlanta. <laughs> Shout out to Six Zone Six. Uh, we, we I think we all tuned in. Most of us tuned in. I think you kind of you missed it, right, Corey? Yeah, but I got so I got the recap. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. you know, G, Young Jeezy versus Gucci Man, man. That's that was a, pretty much our childhood right there. Facts. If he was listening to Southern rap, it's hard to miss them now. I, I don't no, 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 no. You, you especially can't miss Jeezy's Impossible. Yeah. He was with every big rapper, especially Jay. You know, how, nah, you couldn't miss Jeezy. You tuned in, Steven? You huh? watched it? I watched half of it, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to say I watched like not like like a first half, second half, but I watched like total minutes, mm-hmm. like half of it. I think I I jumped in like twenty minutes in, and I watched it for like almost close to an hour, or listened to it more than watched it. And Gucci's a troll, man. 
Like <laughs> we knew this. Like this is this is trivial, but like Gucci knows like he knows what buttons that he's trying to press. And Gigi was honestly chilling. Like they both had like their little throne seats, like how the verses do it. Mm-hmm. And like Gucci's up, look at him, you know, word for word, all his disses that he did, Gigi, and Gigi's just sitting back like you know, you know, someone brought a good question on Twitter. Is he really trolling? Like, someone went to kill you. <laughs> someone said a man, like, put a hit out on you. Is it really trolling? Like, he probably had that sitting on his chest for a very long. He went to prison and everything. He yeah. changed, became a whole new person. He changed, lost weight. New new energy dropped the book. And then this new, he, he really, you know, it's like something like you really think you get over it, but you really had to look at him and, like, watch him play a song. He's like, nah, bro. I wanna. You, you <laughs> he played, like, this song after this yeah, song. Yeah, he played song. six. I think he played six. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Um... I don't know. So here's the thing, right? I I think it's trolling only because like if it was a diss verse battle, then get your shit off. But like it just mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. get your songs off, you know your classics or whatever, and you you ran to your six diss tracks out of your entire catalog. You told me your six diss tracks are part of your best songs ever created. He just want to call him out his name. Nah. And how many how many songs do they play total? Twenty. It's usually twenty. Yeah. Sometimes oh, so he over. told. Oh yeah, he wasn't serious. Yeah, if he took six. Six, bro. He came to make a statement. He ain't coming under one. He don't care about winning. <laughs> and like Gigi didn't play none of his disc records. Um, I don't even think Gigi played all. all I think he played. He played um mm-hmm. some of his best songs, but he didn't play all of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like Gigi came in. He came in with a plan at least. But Gucci Mane came in like, nah, I'm gonna get this off first, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna play my songs. I heard on the radio today that um, Gigi was inspired to do it after King Von got murdered, mm-hmm. uh, like last week. Um, he said that he had a call from Lil Durk, and then he just felt like he needed to, like, you know, put what he had, you know, the big, like, him sending yeah. the man out to Gucci, put that all behind him. Um, you know, son squash it be some, not only just for him himself, but also send a message. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. um, he had Mo 3 die last week. You had Boozy get shot. You had Benny the Butcher get shot. Mm-hmm. And this Benny whole did thing. get shot. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been a lot, a lot of violence coming towards rappers these days. And no matter what people say, what people come from, I feel like at the, at the end of the day, like, no one really wants to see that, you know? No yeah, no, 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 no. You know? So like I feel like people see the beef in the lyrics, they see like the you know the violence, the threads. You know I'm from here, I'm from there, mm-hmm. and then you know suddenly King Von happens, and then like dang, now you see someone really lost a life, you yeah. Know, like, someone really lost a father. It's over. Uh, yeah, you know like hey, hey, what's his, his girlfriend's name? Asian doll, his girlfriend. Yeah. Was his girl? yeah, yeah. You know she lost her, her man. It was they was clearly mm-hmm. still together. Um, and then you just look at that like damn, you it's terrible like watching that. You know someone just had that hurt from the absence of him yeah. not being around no more. Um. I think also, and I don't know if this is even direct pressure, but I know T.I. had put out a statement talking about, you know, y'all keep y'all city beef in y'all cities type shit. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's what he was saying. And I don't know if that necessarily put pressure on G- um, Jeezy, Young Jeezy, to uh, reconcile. But I think it was kind of like T.I. being, you know, that dude in the South, yeah. that dude in Atlanta is like, you know, somebody got to step up. Yeah. Self, self, self-appointed uh, spokesperson. <laughs> spokesperson of Atlanta. No disrespect to Atlanta or T.I. Um, somebody... <laughs> Yeah, the name is out here. Someone exactly. catch the clip later trying to say something about me. <laughs> Man, let them be all right. They're not going to catch something. Yeah, but, I, but, I think, but, I think, but I think Issa also in playing the, the diss tracks and even that T.I. statement, I think some of it is just a reminder that, you know, diss tracks can happen without violence happening, right? You know, people could tweet without violence happening. I think, you know, especially in this past week, we've seen, you know, not saying that all these things are correlated to diss tracks or people saying wild stuff, but we've seen it come to the you know, the worst level in terms of people, people dying and losing their lives. So I think it, I think it sometimes is, it's better to see like, yo, throw a diss track on and, and sit back and listen to it. Right. Throw a diss track on other person going to do a diss track. Y'all going to go back and forth. Somebody going to win. Somebody going to lose. Let a diss track be a versus battle. 
right? And don't let a diss track, you know, cost somebody their life. So I think sometimes it's good for me when I see hip hop. That's why I love battle rap, right? Because you you battle and, and you say stuff punching. about the other person and y'all shake hands and y'all go home for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Once or twice you get dudes upset, but you know, that's exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water exactly. under the bridge. That's know? a great example. I was gonna bring that up too. Um, the battle rapping because like that's just like that's like competition, you know. And sometimes competition can get aggressive, it can get yeah. nasty, but it's competition at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. You're doing it to you know declare some skill over someone else. And like to your point, Stephen, you don't want it to be something you actually like. I think that's what hip hop as a culture learned after the '90s. After it was Tupac and Biggie, like you yeah. know, at, or <laughs> see what happened Death Row Records. Like at a certain point, it's a little, too, it's too much. Like you yeah, know, yeah, we don't want to. Everything to be like this. That's why. And that's maybe why. Um, I feel like rap kind of went a little bit more commercial when we was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and people really went to that. I mean, I started. I think Jay Z set the best example for it by taking his success as a rapper and then going to business. Yes. And with the Rockwear and mm-hmm. Rock Nation, and then he's. I mean, still going now with with yeah. the uh, sports management and everything. Um, and then now everyone else does it now. And then you know, Kanye went to fashion now, and like yeah. they really went and went and, and branched up, off exactly, past yeah. Hip-hop, which was important. Um, and say that you know it's bigger than just like you know the violence or like you know. Mm-hmm. The, the beef, honestly. No, I agree. I was going to um, ask y'all, and I, this left my mind, but ask y'all in terms of like, you know, you've seen a lot of versus battles, mm-hmm. you know. what is there a versus battle you're waiting to happen or you know it's not going to happen but you want to see? Outside of Jay-Z and Nas, I think that's the tr- that's the <laughs> given that everybody I wouldn't even want to see a Jay-Z Nas because mm-hmm. Nas is my favorite, like, Mm-hmm. Golden age ever rapper, but I think Jay Z just has more hits than him. Uh, well, what we define as a hit, like yeah, a hit like Jay Z has more. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas probably has you can probably get Nas on some deep cuts, but even then, you know, Jay Z yeah. has deep cuts, you know, and I love Nas and I'm not even gonna compare them. Um, but I do think I to that point, I do think that I would have wanted to see a versus between like very contentious or like debate, highly debated rappers, mm. so like Drake or like Hove, like you know, so, but I don't yeah. know, like not, not, spe- not specifically Hove and Nas, but like I want someone where like someone just has a catalog of just all these songs. And like you know, they're highly regarded. You know, and put them, put them like up against someone else in their class, and just see, and then see who, yeah. how they go head to head with each other. Exactly. What are you thinking, Corey? I don't know. Um, I think I think similar to Mike, I, w- I definitely want to hear something. But I think if you're only going to do twenty songs, right? It's it's kind of hard because, or not only twenty songs. Twenty songs is a lot, mm-hmm. but if you're going to play twenty songs, it's you cut out a lot of people that just don't got a twenty song repertoire of of known music mm-hmm. so you know i would love to hear some some mid-major artists go go back and forth but people gonna be listening i'm like i only know the first two songs yeah, of, yeah. i only know the first three songs yeah, i feel so like I a part of it is nostalgia too mm-hmm. exactly i think for like people like hove like if you did like a jaw rule like if you did those people 20 songs is easy yeah it's calm but if, but if i'm asking luke to come up here and do a, and do a versus <laughs> battle if you don't got no right kid, yeah, you, said, you, said you should know you should stay home yeah reason td <laughs> No, and they they won't have a good career too. But like you know, if you don't got enough hits, man, I don't want you on the stage for. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think twenty. When I first heard twenty, I was like, that's light. But now that I'm thinking about who I would want to do a versus battle, who I would want to see, yeah, right. I'm like twenty is a lot. Um, but I think I want to see an R and B versus battle. I think I want to yeah. see like a a Joe, um, maybe a Joe Genuine. That's interesting, uh, Genuine. I definitely one. want to hear Joe. I want to hear Joe and somebody. That's no, that's that's like valid. That I was thinking about like a um, Maxwell and D'Angelo, but I feel like D'Angelo might watch them. I'm gonna say, but I want the thing. I want them to perform oh. when they're doing their songs, type of thing. Because I know some people did that. I can't remember who it was um, who performed. Was it? 
Erica Baidu and Jill Scott who were performing there. Um, like singing? Yeah, while yeah, they was doing it. So. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be funny. I, dudes talked about um, Boys to Men and Jodeci doing one. That'd be good. I'll I'll definitely, I definitely want to hear a, like a next Jagged Edge one too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear like, you know, I want to see Usher or somebody. I don't know. Usher, Chris Brown. Nah, I want to see that. Oh, you want to see that? I don't want to see that, bro. I don't want to see that happen to Chris Brown. Chris Brown got hits. He's cool. cool. He do. He do. That's what I'm saying. If he's only doing 20, I think that one would be valid. Because, I mean, as much as Chris Brown got a huge repertoire, he can only pick 20. The same way Usher can only pick 20. Chris Brown got now? Like 500? Man, we got to remember, Chris Brown was making songs since I was in sixth grade. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 20. He dropped like two 40 song albums. Yeah. But his stuff, but his stuff when he was 16 year old is like almost pretty much good, if arguably not better than some of the stuff he has now. Um, So he he definitely has a range, a very very large range. Mm -hmm. Usher just got the hits. Dang. Genuine. I want to see Music Soul Child. I don't know who he would lose to versus Dream. Uh, but, you know? either, but I don't know who he would go up against. He could go up against D'Angelo. Nah, he could go up against Jaheim. I don't know if he could go he up against Jaheim. D'Angelo. I think D'Angelo too slow. He got to go against Jaheim. Oh, in terms of like um, music style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. I, re- I really want to see Kendrick in one. And I think the only one you you get that is either Cole or Drake. But the thing about the versus thing, though, um, it's also an entertainment factor, right? They can't just play their music and chill, right? Yep. You know, it got to be some type of theatric. And I think that's not their personality at all. Like, yeah. Kendrick's going to sit there and play his record and be like, yeah, that shit was dope. Shit was dope. And, <laughs> and then he's going to play his nah, next Kendrick, record. And Kendrick has a BT cypher uh, type of vibe. Yeah, Young Kenny. Young, um, young Kenny. I don't Uncle know. Kenny. I don't, this is the thing, though, because, like, what people consider as a hit, I don't know if Kendrick will win. Hits, mm, like you know, that's valid. That's you know, valid. like, and I, I, yeah, but we're I talking think, about song for song, that's different, but like, that's a different type of verses. I think, you know, even like, even both of them having hits, I feel like that type of versus battle, like, that's like a, a lyrical bag type of thing, bro. Like, you're not coming to that versus battle to hear like hits, like, maybe the first, like, you know, your favorite two or three songs for each one of them, but then you want to hear that, that, that smacking feature, you want to hear that, you know, the heart part for crazy freestyle, like, you, uh, you want, you know what I'm saying? Like you, part two. You, exactly, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're here for that, like, you're gonna get your, um, what you call it, um, uh, Money Trees, and, um, what you call it, J. Cole, uh, what you call it, um, Tale Two Cities, Hell, Tale Two Cities, um, Get Off My Dick, you're gonna, you're gonna get those, right, but you also want, like, you know, false prophets. Like you, you want when dudes was really in this like calm lyrical bag out here sampling Joey Badass as MF Doom. Like you want those, and I feel like that's like a real, real chill versus. Like it's not gonna be entertaining like Gucci and Jeezy, and that's cool. But I would like to see that. But I'm also like biased because I really like R and B and like lyrical rap. So I just know it won't be entertaining. I just feel like I'm listening to a playlist. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the hip hop purists in there, man. Yeah, yeah. So I got one, one question, one question. Go ahead. Do we feel that from like the female R and B standpoint, so like the scissors, the Aries, mm-hmm. the hers, is there enough catalog for these people to do a versus like anywhere not, in it? Not I'm 20. trying to think. I don't think so. Well, that was what I wanted to redu- go to. If you reduce it, maybe maybe not twenty. Yeah, like maybe fifteen. I, Cause I was thinking about who I wanted to see her with and I couldn't figure out what would be an appropriate matchup for her. Yeah, um, I don't. Th- I think her might have some matches, but they don't have a catalog. Like the people that I'm thinking, like they did Mariba. Like there's just no. There's like no, the catalog. Yeah, in oh, there. No, no. I mean, at, at most you can probably you can probably do SZA, but you know they're running out. SZA's running out after control. If we're being honest, 
Yeah, she had her, like, her Z. That was an EP, though. Yeah. That's some good songs on there. But Because you have to remember, like, we're talking about project. We're not talking about the whole project. Because yeah, not every, yeah, not every yeah. song on your not project was a hit. Yeah. You know, so we're talking about the high-quality songs off those, like, selective projects. Mm-hmm. Cause oh. even if we bring Lauren Hill back, like what's she gonna do? Just play Miseducation? Oh no, she playing um she on playing, the score. She have to re- play uh do up like three times, bro. Anything anything from the Fuji's is hers, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's wiping the floor with dudes. <laughs> oh la la, come on, that's gone. But she, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true though. She, nah, she, I don't know. Yeah, like, there's certain people I feel like they're just in a tier, and I don't know who I'll match up with again. I might just listen to your music. It's like a self-versus. You think, y'all think Nicki yeah. Minaj could do one with somebody? No. Is there any uh, rapper out there? Not even just women rappers. Oh, rapper, in general? Yeah, rapper in general. I feel like, hmm, it's tricky, because if, if we're doing it off, like, music and things people produce and all that other stuff, you could say Missy Elliott if you're moving it away from just women. Mm. Um... I think her and the game would be good, to be honest. The game? Yeah. That's yeah. just me, though. The game do have some good songs. Bro. The game got excellent songs, and he got a classic album, in my opinion. Which one? Huh? Which one? Documentary. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know why I asked it. <laughs> and um, even Jesus Piece is an excellent album. I was about to say. That's, you know, one of my favorite albums. That's probably low-key my favorite album. That's, a song with, that's the one that Ali Boombaye. Yeah, yeah, Ali Boombaye. Yeah. He got um the song with um Kendrick. I know you're talking about. Um, you know about. what I'm talking about. He got a one pray with J Cole, and then he got a song with Pusha. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I, I think he had Miko in there too. Um, that's the song, song. That's the album that was on uh, <laughs> on the Fox News because he had uh, Jesus with the um, with the attire on the thing. Oh yeah, I mean I never forget that when I was a kid. Yeah, white people were in there. And uh, yeah, he that's scared now. First yeah. song, yep, album by A. Jesus Peace with Kanye, Church. Trey song. Now nah, that's name me king and see me evil. That's what the songs that was leaving me. And then celebration. I don't really care about that song. <laughs> but I don't sleep on the game. But. What about Lil Wayne? Y'all think somebody can match up with Lil Wayne? Uh, it's difficult. Damn near impossible. Um, yeah, it's definitely difficult. It's the sample. It's it's hard because I'll say the same thing for Hove, and I don't even know like what a verse with them going against each other would even look like because it's still kind of different to me, like in terms of like music style and stuff. Um, but. I don't think Lil Wayne has anybody in his class in that regard. And no. the fact he has he has that many mixtapes and albums, and he, their quality. Like their he quality. could pull twenty. He could have two sets of twenty songs and probably beat most people. So depending on he going against, he could take eight songs with <laughs> on their beats, and that'd so, just be disrespectful. Yeah, and the verses right there. Yeah, so I don't know. There's people like Kanye, Wayne, and Hove are my like definitely like three where I feel like they're really unbeatable. Drake not in there. I think Drake's bubbling, but he's like, I feel like if I put Drake against any one of them three, I feel like Drake's losing. In my opinion. I agree. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, I, I don't, you know, I just don't know who you're being. And I think one of the things people sleep on with Jay, too, Jay has mad verses. Jay could pull his verses with um, Beyonce. What are you saying? Not saying You got half wrong. a Jay Electronic album right there. Come on. <laughs> the it's it's not, we not, we not matching up, I don't think. But if we're talking about hits, you know, I guess, you know, Drake, you, he could be the fourth, bro. But if I'm thinking about the verses I would want to see where you got to have the hits and you got to have the lyrical content Someone, and you got a production. So what do y'all think? Someone said that Drake makes hits, but the, his hits aren't always good songs. And that might separate him between like a Ye, a Wayne, and a Kanye, uh, um, Hove. I think I could agree. I can agree with that statement. Yes, like just I'm, for him, I feel like it's applicable to all of them, low key. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not Kanye, because they because like uh, for example, like they yeah. would say that 
what's a hit? What's a hit by Kanye? Say good life. Like good life is a yeah. hit, but it's also a high quality song mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I'm, I haven't listened to Drake recently, but they might say something else for him. But I mean, even if you put like Tootsie Slide in it, right? Like it's a it's a catchy song, uh, but like, it, come on, man. <laughs> Dude's wanted an example, right? <laughs> no, you're right. So, no, you're right. Yeah, you're I mean, right. it was technically. I mean, I'm sure it sold as a hit commercial. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's not a good song. No, it's your left foot slide, right foot. Like literally, it was a it was a line dance song that got that might have went. I don't know what it went if it went gold or anything like that. But it was a line dance song. So imagine the wobble, you know, getting played on the radio, right? That's literally what it was. <laughs> nah, I hear you. We, we, I just don't like that song, man. We don't want Drake fans spamming the IG, man. Man, <laughs> they'll be alright. Nah, shout out Drake, man. Keep doing your shout thing. Shout out Pusha T. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm playing, yo. I'm not playing, but but bro, no, shout out Pusha T. Though. Moving on to uh, T's a great rapper. Excellent, excellent rapper. I like this person on Black Thoughts. Should respond to Drake, man. He should respond. He should have. Man, I'll, I'll never forgive that, man. That's unforgivable. Right, I'm. I'm glad he squashed his beef with Meek. I'm glad they're friends again. Yeah, Meek's just showing though. I need. I need another album by Meek. It's about that time. I need more motivation in my life. Philly's finest. He would. He would. He would win the verses too. I won't say he's like top tier, like mm-hmm. him, but he'll definitely. He holds. I mean, mixtapes alone, he got a lot. Yeah, mixtapes. He gonna bring on Juice Chaser too. Come on. Are mixtapes allowed on verses? Of course. Uh, yeah. I don't see why not. Okay. I don't I don't know. Sometimes people be getting mad and antsy about mixtapes. They'd be like, I ain't say nothing about mixtapes. Da, 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 da. Now here's a hit, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear that from nobody. <laughs> so Yeah, what are we talking about today, Corey man? Let's switch gears. Um, so every time I come up with a topic, I always gotta give the context. Um <laughs> disclaimer. But I was I was watching a video earlier today, and so uh, Stephen, Mike, and I—we talked about before the podcast. There's a there's a long interview, not a long interview. Um, I think it's an hour and a half, two hours, uh, which I guess is long, between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, right? And so they talk about from a male perspective, from a, a, a perspective of a woman, and I think there—I don't know what exactly the age difference was, but there was a slight age difference, mm. and they talk about their experiences. Uh, growing up and their experiences being parents and their experience, you know, being the breadwinner, uh, gender roles and, and things like that. And so I watched the review video of that. And usually people that do review videos do it of like funny commentary. So when I saw that, I was like, I got to watch it. And it was, it wasn't that great, but, um, but I appreciated it because the people that did the review, they talked about how times have changed so much. And so even though like what, Nikki and, and James were were saying was so relevant, it was still so different. And so mm-hmm. what I talked to Stephen and Mike about, I said, you know, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, right? Like appreciating history and even just appreciating experience, but not being able to fully understand it, right? And so like the same thing as, you know, Stephen could tell me all he wants about being raised in an African household, right? I can appreciate it, but I can never fully understand it. And so I think, you know, my first question to you all on this topic is, you know, how do we do that with history? I think history is the biggest thing. I think we're all 
relative history buffs, you know, in terms of knowing yeah. our own history, wanting to learn more, mm-hmm. right? It's Mike probably more on a political end, you know, as well. <laughs> you How do we... Politician, bro. <laughs> <laughs> People think I'd be studying this, John. <laughs> Governor Reed. <laughs> Um, how do we go about like appreciating that? Like, I want to, I want to know as much as I can, but understanding like, yo, we, we weren't there. Mm. Yeah. Cause it, you always have that disconnect. So like, for example, for everyone, you know, everyone minor on it. So what we're going through right now, pandemic world changing event. There's going to be history studied before this time. And then after this, after yeah. Corona, um, and like when we have children and when like, hopefully and hopefully when it's like, you know, we have vaccine, life is like, you know, whatever life is going to be. But, you know, you're not a threat from a virus. <laughs> Every day going outside, you can go do what we will say is normal mm-hmm. um, as far as like human gatherings. Um, our kids are going to be learning through history books about this time. And yeah. they're going to learn fragments of what happened. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to learn about, you know, our president said this, you know, world has started over here. You know, how do people respond? Like they're really going to be learning through how it's taught, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, or if what they go study on their own website. So, you know, we are like, you know. Our eyes and a lot of people across the world is being traumatized. Like and yeah. our, our lives are being shaped by this, you know, by experiences and feelings and thinking and, and family people and like people we know, people we don't know. Just sheer numbers of, especially from our United States perspective, how many people are just dying every day. Mm-hmm. You know, something we've never seen before. I don't think that I think more people die in the United States in the past like three, four wars that we've had. Yeah. Um, and, and t- like in total, which is crazy. Um, and so. I think that that disconnect is always going to be there. And when we're trying to appreciate history, like one thing I learned so far in my schooling is that it's strange that we like for, for K, like when you're at K through 12 education, but it's strange that you teach history in a linear way when it's not linear, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's mm. hard to teach history. Um, but like when you're trying to teach something that happened, like, you know, in the cold war, there was like something that happened in 1970, whatever, randomly, uh, give me if I'm wrong, but 1971 mm-hmm. in the United States, but also in Russia, you know, but also yeah, in China, but also like in Britain, you know, there's a lot right. of things that were happening at the same time. And that's a hard thing to co- contextualize. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we always want people to understand. And that's my first point. My second point is the, uh, cause and effect or the chain reaction like you know like we have to understand that because this happened and like these things aren't just isolations they're not one event corona yeah. is not one event <laughs> like you know it's gonna have waves into our health system our education system for the next like 10 years um and our climate and all this stuff you know things have like ripples through time like you know if if that metaphor makes sense you know, like if something happens right now like if i let's say like you know steven decides to you know drop out of school right now that's not just steven's drop out of school he gonna put his feet up he gonna he gonna have financial problems you know next year you know he yeah. gonna figure things out two years from now you know he's gonna have to find his way to get the house he wanted in three years but now it might take him seven years so um the only way to appreciate it is like you have to like i don't know i feel like you just have to spend spend time studying it for a say but you also have mm-hmm. to like something i'm learning to do right now is like really like um, to my astrology, it might be the Aquarius. I mean, you know, I was thinking mm-hmm. a lot and stuff like that. But you know, I'm always trying to like have to appreciate other other perspectives on like life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm trying to like you know, if the only way you're gonna really learn is if you like, okay, what I know, like it's like I know what I know, but at the same time, like you know, someone else' experience is also valuable. It's also rich. You know, it's also can contribute to it at the same time. Um, and I think that you know, it's the only way you can really appreciate it. If you could see it for what it really is, don't try yeah. to see it and like do confirmation by saying like, "Oh yeah, you know this, you know civil rights happened in the sixties, you know they fought for this." So I'm going to say everything that I know about civil rights is just that right now, you know, and it's what just what I believe. Um, but you're just doing disservice to yourself, like you know, to what you and you even trying to apply that in real life is never going to make sense. Like you know, it's just, I know, it's just like a, it's just I feel like it's just a problem, you know. Yeah. And I think it's the way that's the only way, Corey, to like really like appreciate something. You have to be able to connect those dots and like, you know, step outside of yourself and like, mm-hmm. you know, and just see the world for something bigger than what, what you are. 
Mm. So to tackle Corey's question, um, and Mike, you harped on this as well, uh, this um, idea of how we're being fed our history, it's kind of what first makes the appreciation part hard, let alone the understanding, right? Um, because we're really, we're fed history in this vacuum. Um, and b- because we're fed, it, we're fed history in this vacuum, sometimes even with very like bare minimum context, it's like the way we deliver the sequential um, parts of history, it's almost like the, the solutions that exist to us is common sense, right? Like, you know, Mike is here, we, we argue about, you know, the flaws of, Reconstruction and the end of the Civil War all the time because it's it doesn't follow like the path of history right it doesn't really make any sense um, and I'm not gonna like go down that path because we went down the path like yesterday and other days I do that with my boy all the time but it's one of those things where like you know okay in this point of history like you know y'all came here y'all did this and it looks like it worked right you have a reference point of something in history that's important and works but you later in history don't replicate that or improve upon that model and you have a worse result. And it's like, who was there? Why was who was making these decisions? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, people tell you all the time, like, oh, these are educated scholars, these are presidents, these are world 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 renounced generals. And it's like, yeah, but these are bad mistakes and very very simple ones to overturn. Um, so I think the appreciation part comes, I think, sometimes in the context of you understanding your knowledge of the world as you know it, right? Like you can understand, you know the the benefits and the repercussions of certain actions, how people exist in different environments, different economies, different, and even different cultures, right? To, to an extent, to what you know. Um, and you can appreciate that, but you can also not understand in the, in the sense, because this information is not, you know, always new, right? You know, us understanding, you know, the struggles of black people, us understanding the, the flaws of capitalism, everything else that we've talked about and people have talked about over the last few weeks, months, years, centuries, et cetera, you know, these are known things, right? So it's kind of like, you know, how are we just keep going into the wheel be, when we have the information in front of us? And I think that's one of the challenges um, I, I have when we're looking at um, the civil rights movement and people protesting is I understand, I un- and that's not more of not appreciation history, is not understanding how people don't take what was happening in history and apply it to real life, right? Mm-hmm. Or adapt it for current events. Um, and I collaborate on that further. But in, to- in totality, I think the appreciation understanding comes when we're able to look at our own context of how we understand the world mm-hmm. and see, like, okay, maybe they didn't have this knowledge, and I'm glad I did, but there's still a way they could have gotten to where I've gotten. And I think that's where the hard part gets to us, at the very least. Because we're, yeah. I mean... The last point is, I was going to say, like, if you see our peers, you know, the way we critique millennials, baby boomers, you know, we come for throats, right? Because it's like, this is very, you know, we're 21, 28, whatever, 23. Um, and we're like, we know this. How come y'all didn't know this? Right? So. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think Steven touched on a really interesting point, you know, at the end there, sort of that avoiding judgment piece, right? You know, one of the things that, that it doesn't frustrate me. Um, But I think when I first started hearing it, it frustrated me. Like, as people talked about, you know, slavery and and, and civil rights and people used to be like, oh, I wouldn't let that happen to me. I'm literally like, I'm like, what? So, like, you thought people, like, willing, like, willingly just was like, yo, just take me. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it went. Yeah, we know our ancestors, you know, we we don't fight back. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, so you thought people didn't fight back? Right, but you that's know, the history that was taught. 
That's the problem. That's true. So 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 yeah. So I think some I think sometimes there there's incorrect history, right? I think you know if you if you research more, there's arguably you know more bodies somewhere in the Atlantic than made it to America or right made it to the mm-hmm. West Indies, you know, during during the slave trade, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's putting like Stephen said, putting the things in perspective, but also trying to avoid that judgment, right? Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yes, sir. Always. And and I think that's the hard part. You know, even it doesn't even go back to, you know, we don't even have to go back to, to civil rights. We don't even have to go back 10 years. We could go back to to two weeks ago, right? Our mm-hmm. hindsight is always 2020, even in how we judge our own actions. And mm-hmm. so I think Thanks. it becomes even even more of a challenge when um it becomes more of a challenge when we're looking at history because we we see, yo, this this was wrong. Right, this was bad, and it's like, no, this wasn't wrong or bad. This was normal, mm-hmm. right? This was this was the struggle of the day, and you know, and they dealt with it as best they could. So one of the things in in the interview, and you know, you all have seen the interview, so I'm not spoiling anything, mm-hmm. was when they talked about um, the typical black man going to work and having to sort of put on, you know, this code switching facade. Yeah. So Nikki Giovanni was saying you know, lie to me at home as your wife or the mother of your child, lie to me the same way you sort of lie to your boss at work by putting on this smile and putting on this facade. And and James Baldwin was saying as the older party in the conversation, I have to turn off this code switching at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I think Yes, we acknowledge history as in the appreciation or lack thereof, but sometimes we just have to understand that our perspective, even living in the same time, the way we were brought up is completely different, yeah. right? The way I might look at something compared to how Stephen might look at something as, you know, a, a descendant of, of direct African immigrants, right, is different. The way I might look at something versus the way, you know, my female counterpart might look at something is completely different. And I think a lot of times we don't like to put context on stuff. We just love saying, you know, what's your opinion? It's like, that's why I put context on all my, all my topics. Because like, <laughs> no, if I throw is. out the topic and I don't put no context, then this, you leave too much for interpretation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ambiguity of it all. People like exactly. that though. The amb- ambiguity gives people the fuel for their argument, you know, because they can make their fake, their not fake, their, um, they, they can make their assumptions they want to, and they can enforce their assumptions to reinforce their opinions that they're bringing to the table. If they don't know how to debate, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So. But no, I mean, it's just a hard, it's not, it's a hard thing. Um, I think, like, the hardest part is being able to step outside of yourself and objectively view things. Um, but how do you do that, right? How do you do that? Yeah, that's true. How, how you, that? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and not, like, to ask you directly, but it's like, you know, how do you find a way to... And I guess it's a question for everybody, and, I, and I'll open up my perspective as well, to be able to look at something from really a different perspective and do it accurately, mind you, right? You know, putting yourself in those actual shoes to mm-hmm. analyze something. Because history, mm-hmm. you know, is it told into the, what, the eyes of the beholder. I don't know if that's the exact quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, whoever's lens is looking through, oh, that's the, the eyes of the winner. Eyes yeah. of the winner, yeah. So, you know, whoever's eyes is looking and telling the story, that's the perspective you've got, not necessarily what exactly happened. I mean, we see that. In our history itself, that's self-explanatory. So through a history perspective, I would say that 
you know, like I said earlier, you're never going to really, of course, get the full experience, be there and stuff like that. Um, but the only way you can objectively look at it is if you have to, con- it's all about what you're contemplating, I guess, you know, what is your, con- where you consciously like focus on about that, about the people with that time, you know? Um, and there are things that you, like we all know would motivate people to, more or less to, you know, do, to kind of inspire the actions in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, I know what you say, but I, I feel like everyone knows about the civil rights. Movement. It's just easy to talk about. Everyone yeah. knows about um, so, you know, if you, if, if we're talking about Jim Crow era and like, you know, and I told you like, you know, it was crazy when people had different water fountains, like, you know, you couldn't go to certain places. Mm-hmm. You you couldn't kind of, even though you've, we've never experienced in our personal lives, mm-hmm. you can kind of get the idea of what it'd be like to walk down the street and kind of see something, you know, you can imagine that if there was like a white only sign or a colors only sign, mm-hmm. like, you know, you would kind of sit here and be like, dang, that's kinda, that'd be kind of crazy because I have, because you can contrast it with, with which with um excuse me which <laughs> too many w's with <laughs> what you already know excuse me i talk too fast um and you know that's a part of it and that's a part of like you being able to say like you know even though i wasn't you know i wasn't there for i'm picking a random spot in history i wasn't there for the weimar republic in germany yeah. like you know but if i could read about what the conditions of society was like you know i could try to imagine like you know how these things might affect people why they made it did the things that they did um you know why the society ran this way it's all about learning about you know what's really affecting like human beings and like large trends and mm-hmm. like you know that's you know it could be certain politics it could be like you know certain things because like if you look if people look back at this time <clears throat> excuse me when we're like you know when trump is president and they're gonna be like you know how how how, how did america, this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah how, how did america's even you know what's going on like you know and we have to <laughs> explain to them like you know what was happening and they're gonna tell us we're trash yeah of course they okay. are. Just, <laughs> I mean, our children are standards as they should um but you know but they're gonna have to be like you know we're gonna we're gonna have to be like you know there was all this disinformation and social media was unhinged like these are things that were affecting people and like you know these are these are things that would motivate people and we have to realize that even though we're so different we are very much alike at the same time you know mm-hmm. so if there's something that is there's uh, something that has national influence on us let's say uh, like a very charged political party or whatever you know it's gonna affect Stephen one way it's gonna affect Mike one way it's gonna affect Corey one way and at the end of the day this large event has affected all of us in yes. seven different ways and you know depending on our personal you know identity categories so like, like we're all black men so as black men it's gonna affect us in a similar experience you know mm-hmm. as black women is a different experience you know as you know white men is a different experience and you know if you're Hispanic Cessary, you know Cessary, if, you're, yeah. if you're Hispanic in Florida and in Texas it's two different experiences Florida. you know yeah but <laughs> it's just it's true um, so it's all about like really taking those bits and pieces and really kind of trying to like you know step that's what I mean by step outside you have to like kind of not think about who you are because mm-hmm. not who you are just has no relation to yeah. what's going on um, you know and you have to kind of be able to bury now that's also difficult. My last point, because people, like, you know, it's hard for us to kind of step away from our emotions, egos, pride. That's a whole different identity in psychological conversation. I'm not gonna get in right now. I've been talking too much. The king in the north. I know. I always wanted to press that. I'm a, my guy, John. So, Egon <laughs> Targaryen, man, the six of his name. Uh, I don't know. Like, what, I don't know what you're talking about. But go ahead. Corey never wanted to watch Game of Thrones. He wanted to watch. The, he wanted to rewatch The Wire six times on HBO instead. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So I'm gonna leave right there. But yes, yeah, so you. Um, I'm gonna pass it off after that. No, that's fine. I think it re- what requires of you to even look at things from a different perspective, you really have to be, be talking or be exposed to people from different perspectives and underst- really understand what they're saying to you or even just digest what's happening. Because a lot of times you you be able to understand something from somebody's perspective is has almost nothing to do with your own analytical skills. you be able to just sit and listen to somebody talk and understand their emotions and feelings about particular events. And when you could do that, I feel like it's easier. I know you can look at the pers- look at something from someone else's perspective, but you still can't feel it, right? You can only just understand it for what it is and not feel the the same emotions and, you know, pain and everything else that comes along with it. But 
able to understand that is, you know, a bigger step than most people can do, in my opinion. Because I think one thing humans lack is understanding different perspectives um, yeah. and really being able to push, removing yourself from uh, a visual point. And not to say they can't do it at all. It's just, you know, once we get things that are personal, important to people, it's uh, they can't really do it or this, that, and the third. So that's at least, yeah, that's no, at least my take on it. I think y'all both brought up, like, the point of, you know, listening but I think, you know, asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times yeah. we we take what we are, we're fed as enough, right? And so I think, you know, for me the other day, um, we have some stuff in our house from from my aunt that, that passed away. So we have some stuff left over. And so it's a lot of antique stuff. And so mm. the other day, my father and I went to an antique shop, you know, to try to see, you know, like what what we can do with this stuff. And I was walking around in the antique shop and obviously I had seen some of this stuff in there before. Um, you know, old heads will always say, and I'm saying, oh, heads, here we go. I'm trying to bridge Screaming. the gap in this conversation, but um, people from older generations will always say, you know, they made more quality products, which I would argue for the most part is true. Right. In terms of like things being able to last a lot longer than they do nowadays. And so we were going through the antique shop and I had seen some of the things because my grandfather, you know, similarly had, you know, carried down things across generations. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm watching, I'm looking at old phones. I'm looking at old tools. I'm looking at old household appliances. And, you know, as much as I, I've listened to stories, right. You know, seeing all this stuff was like, yo, you know, I like you still can't fathom what the world was like. Right. You see, like, I forgot what the telephone is called, you know, where you rotate it, you know, to to dial the. Actually, that's actually a telephone, right? Or a dial phone. It was the first one. (laughs) First one. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing a a gramophone, which which is Mm. what you crank and you play your records on. Mm. And and so I'm imagining this world that I still can't ever fully picture. Right. And so I could go, you know, to my grandmother's house and and say, you know, tell me, tell me a little bit more about, about that. And I could ask these follow-up questions, but there's always going to be that bit, that little bit, that little piece that I just can't get. Experience. Right. And I just have to accept that. Right. I, I could appreciate it. Right. I know what my grandmother's time was in Georgia. I could picture, you know, what the soda machine looked like at, at the town hall. I could picture what the water fountains looked like. I felt some of the signs that hung up there. Right. You know, I could see what her cranking the gramophone to put on whatever the record of the day was at the sock hop or whatever they called it. <laughs> but there's still that bit in that piece that I can't understand the same way, you know, my nephew will never fully understand what it's like to have to come home at the end of the day before you were able to call your friends. And you had to hope that your sibling wasn't using the house phone. Right. So like there, there's always going to be these bits and pieces that are never fully there. And I think a lot of times we wrestle with that because like, Oh, I know what it was like back then. No, no because the bits and the pieces are what matter. The same mm-hmm. way we talked about this pandemic, right? The history books will tell you, you know, who died, you know, which day, you know, how many people died, but it won't tell you, you know, what it was like to to wear the glove, you know, just to open the door, yeah. right? Or, you know, making sure you elbow people, elbow bumped people instead of shaking their hands, right? Th- those things might be in video, but if you if you don't do them, then you don't know. 
That's kind of sad, though. I hate not dapping dudes up anymore. <laughs> that was a good pattern. Giving yeah. Hugs. It's strange greeting people now. I don't know what to do anymore. I'd be like, sometimes I elbow, sometimes I low-key forget. My hand comes out for the... And, yeah. it, and it's worse because when I forget, I know the other person forgets, too. Because then I see them reach over. I'm like, wait, we're not supposed to be doing this, <laughs> yo. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah no, I was going to say, I just greet dudes. I, I, yeah, I think you may have uh, you brought up a great point about uh, asking questions. Though I think that's where um, that's just where like your truth goes. You know, I think that when you ask the questions, and that's when you're re- that's when you're looking to connect the pieces. Like you know, that's when you're looking to like you know bring the whole picture together. You're looking for like the missing like core. You sitting down, ears open because you trying. Can you really try and understand what's going on? And yep. you know that that ambiguity in your mind is can only be filled with information and knowledge. You know, and you go you going from the the, one of the best sources, which is like you know someone's own experience, because um, mm-hmm. that's that's always truth in there too. And I want to leave you know as far as like this question goes, I want to leave people with like one of my favorite quotes uh, I read from my one of my favorite philosophers, Albert Camus, and he said that mm. seeking out what is true is not seeking out what is desired. Um, and so when you're looking mm. at the history, you know you kind of have to get into like what's what we're just like you know primary sources, you know what's what's actual accounts of what happened. You know you're going to be better off like knowing them whether you like it or not. I mean. Coming from like you know young black young black people yeah. perspective, like you know, none of our history is something we want to know. <laughs> like you know, it's not something that we would like to hear about. Um, but we have to accept that it happened. The only way that we can prevent it to happen. Um, I do think that life kind of like on a cycle gives you the same lessons over and over again. Like you run into the same situations over and over again mm-hmm. until you like understand how to get past it. Yeah. Um, that's why. And for like a real life example, we keep we keep running into the, like this like authoritarian like like someone's always trying to be a dictator somewhere. Was, yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah. long as human history has been around, you know, um, I gotta so, be in charge. And it's still, it. yeah, it's still it's still happening. Like even we're like, dang, it's twenty twenty. We get, we got AI now. We got robots. We got you know robots doing backflips and, and dancing. <laughs> you know, this is everything we dreamed about. We're, we're still stuck in these oppressive like you no know, situations. And so, um, you know, and that's all, like you know how can how can we actually like stop and not only get you know I guess like get past this, just like you know, but build something so that we don't have to have to ever have to see, like, these same struggles, or whether it's poverty, racism, like, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff, like, you know, we keep coming back to it, like, coming back, every generation, coming back, coming back, like, why Why do we keep ending up in the same place? It's like, it's like, you know, we're just going crazy as, a, you know, as a society. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what history does, like, you know, if we're not even knowing, like, how, like, these things actually build. Um, I heard in Germany that, you know, the difference between, I guess not the difference, but they said that as far as, like, you know, everyone, you think that, they will think that I guess Americans think that their history is like our history, where we learn about World War Two and we're like you know the heroes and mm-hmm. uh, American history um, and stuff like that. It's nothing wrong. I guess you know we whatever. I might get into it, like history, of it, you know. But like we, all, I feel like we all we understand how we learned it. Yeah. Um, and it's not a bad way. It's not a bad thing to say. Um, but you know, I heard I read that like you know, but in Germany they they learned like how every single little event uh, like built up to like how like you know the Nazi party started, you know, and mm-hmm. how how they got to that point. You they, they have that history in yeah, front of them. Exactly, and it's like they have all the memorials and everything's still up, and so like you know. So every German children are like every generation are learning like you know not to lead into this. Now they still have a problem currently with like some far right stuff yeah, still yeah, yeah. coming back, but you know it's still like that's the whole point of it was like they as like a larger culture tried to stop it mm-hmm. through their policies and through how they taught their history mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so like they so that these people knew like how to see it. Yeah, yeah, trained yeah. eyes are important. You know, trained eyes, I guess, and minds are important. <laughs> so you can be able to identify what's in front of you. Because um, even whether it's back then to right now, like I think. I think sometimes they say it from like a media perspective, but like sometimes you just have some people have a hard time noticing when it's happening right mm. in front of you. And so it's mm-hmm. easy to like get mad at people, like, oh, you're complacent, you're silent, you know, like you said, if you're da da da. But you know, and like, like I, I think I feel like we talked about this before. I, I feel like I always say this, but you know, rhetoric matters. You always have to convince somebody mm-hmm. of something. Libra said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but you know, and it's true. And um, I think that, you know, once you put it all together, like, you know, you have to realize that, like, you know, people are just like, it's hard to keep up with everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to make sure that, you know, 
people were just to have the energy to ask questions. You know, why is this happening? You know, what what, what is going on? Why am I waking up fifty hours? A, I'm working fifty hours a week, and I barely pay my bills. I can barely support my family. Why? Like yeah. that why question is so important to like just being human. Um, and if we can really like prioritize those and like get that going. You know, that's I, like, you know, right. Just we're all, we're all, we're, we will all be Corey with his grandma right there sitting in front of him. Like, right. you know, trying to get to the bottom of like what's going on and everything. Um, so I, I think that's a good point. But I like, like we keep saying, it's, that's just not easy. It's not easy at all. And then like, if you don't see it be an example for people and like leadership, toss yeah. it, you know, yeah. the, the best way to convince a human is to put the example in front of them. And if they're not seeing yeah. that. It's yeah, it might as well not exist. Yeah, so you know, it's it's a, it's a theory. yeah it's exactly. A theory. It's, it's not applicable to life. You know, it's just an idea. Conceptualizing idea, ideology. Yeah. So yeah, that's easy. valid. I, I really I, w- I wanted to put in a quick comment before we went down this route. Mm-hmm. Um, what Corey was saying about the music because it reminded me, you know, how much people kind of like sometimes discredit music that they didn't grow up with, or like actually listen to it in live time, right? So, like, you know, when dudes are talking about, you know, KRS-One and, like, OG hip-hop rappers, they're like, oh, this is okay, but these beats are trash. You know, this, this, and the third. These guys couldn't do it, you know. And I think, I don't know who was it was, like, Lonzo, who said, like, Future was better than Nas or something like that. It's like, a few years ago. I might be tripping. I don't think I'm tripping. No, I remember you're, you're not tripping. Somebody said it. I just can't remember who. It was Lonzo. The, yeah, it was Lonzo, right? And it's kind of like, you know, somebody hearing that, Future better than Nas, that's that's borderline blasphemy. I feel like you you should be condemned for that. But <laughs> I'm playing, but I'm not. But <laughs> it's like under, it's like one of those things where like you know this person hears the music, it's not relevant to the culture they're growing up. They're growing up in, you know, it's not the same style of music, and they're like, okay, this is a legend, cool, but this guy makes music that we all listen to, and it's relevant to what we're doing, so he has to be better, right? And it's not necessarily true. It's like a bad sequence of events to the conclusion. But to the point of Corey's talking about, you know. His grandma's telling him about his music, the music. She got the old grand machine cranking it up. Like, we get all the way to a point where we even hear the music, but we don't get that point when that music's live on stage and we dancing. Or, you know, we we live at a function. Somebody's by it cranking, making sure everybody else can be grooving and everything. You know, we have, we missed that last portion. And I think that's relevant to almost any industry. Um, you can apply that to sports. You can apply that to music. You can apply that to history, politics, whatever. It applies in all, I think, facets. But the, the applicability is different. Right, with sports is different than it is with music. You know, with writing it's a bit different than um theater, et cetera, and et cetera. So I just wanted to harp on that briefly. And I guess we'll talk about that more in depth, like music or sports at a later time in that connotation. But mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. get too far off course. No, no, no. Um and I don't know if we if we wrapping up, I'm not I'm not sure what the time is, but um We had like we had like fifty four. Yeah, we should okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean Yeah, we can we move. Can, I just wanna say I just wanna say one last thing real, real quick. Um I think the one thing that I learned, and I think, you know, Mike and both Steven talked about it earlier, we're at a time where never before, like, you can do some of the things that we're able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes to history, when it comes to varying experiences, the key is to challenge and, you know, never fully accept, right? It's the challenge and... um and continue to ask a follow-up question. So, you know, now people, like Mike said, there's a there's a different history taught in Germany about some the same experiences that, that, that these global experiences, mm-hmm. depending on what country, right? You're, how you learn it is different. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn a multiple perspectives, go to the other country, right? And I'm not saying you have to go and, you know, enroll in <laughs> German schools or anything like German that. German University. 
but we have this access that we never had before to do some things that we never did before. Like we, we, I've traveled abroad to understand an experience that I would have never fully understand and understood in a book. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, cause I, I, I was able to touch it and write those, those little itty bitty pieces that the book can't mention. I saw it. Right. I tasted mm-hmm. it. I smelled it because, you know, it's like Steven was talking about, these societal elements, as, as Lieber said, you know, this socialization, you know, it matters, right? You know, what you eat matters. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to what age you get your license matters. You know, what books you're told to read matters. How your school system is set up matters. And these things vary from person to person, even myself, right? You know, I'll, there, there will be a conversation that I'll have with a black woman about something that I think, you know, we might have a similar outtake on, but I'm going to challenge and never accept, right? Or challenge and never assume, excuse me. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to never assume. I'm never going to assume that we have this same, same exact belief. And then I'm going to challenge whatever the belief is, because I think a lot of times, even if we'll, if, if the three of us are in a space, I'm never going to assume, and I'm still going to challenge. Um, so I think a lot of times we might have similar opinions, but I'm not going to assume that, and I'm going to challenge what you say. Yeah, you're giving a very, I would say, like ontological perspective, like you know, what, like the nature of reality and like what life yep. is. Um, and you know, I think to your point, I agree with you fully because uh, the different. It's like your experiences are going to shape your reality, but there's not one reality, <laughs> and that's the hard part for it. Like you know, as humans, and if I'm gonna give my final thoughts, I'm gonna build off of Corey and to say that. I think that this is where like empathy plays in and mm-hmm. like, you know, not only just for your personal life, but just when you're looking at history um, and like Corey, to your point, like just seeking out other sor- sources of knowledge, excuse me, because like, you know, even when I, I feel like when, when I studied abroad and I got to see um, another young man in a different country, you know, skin just like mine, but he was crying over the same, you know, brutality. Probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. That I, that I seen too in my own eyes, you know, and then that, that just creates a different feeling, you know, creates a different understanding. And, you know, what, and we have to value like how we're all, some, a lot of us are going through the same things at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, just in different ways, in different places, in different languages. Um, and, you know, don't, we just have to be able to like, connect better as people yeah and it's hard because like we have to learn how to better relate to ourselves and that's not <laughs> damn sure not a cultural thing that we have um at least in the united states wise you know we don't we don't care about the effective side of things enough mm-hmm. um and you know maybe one of these days we gotta have like a psychological conversation i don't know what's gonna be but i feel like i feel like we can dig deep in here you know if we can unearth, <laughs> dig some deep. Things, unearth some things about the human psyche um, but I'm gonna leave it off right there. You know, get some empathy more. You know, just open yourself up to other experiences and perspectives. The only way you'll learn, the only way you'll see life through a different lens. That's a fact. That was good. But get your final thoughts. Are you good? No, I feel like I got my final thoughts at first. I'm, I'm chilling now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling. Uh, I want to uh, segue uh, to plug a plug. Uh, what you do every week? Shout out new businesses, new products, new anything. Honestly, um, even podcasts. So what's up? Um, so I'm going to shout out this dope streetwear brand. Um, I'm still waiting. I got to get, I got to get my stuff. Cause I keep seeing it and I'm like, y'all need to get it. I need to get it. Mm-hmm. And I've been slacking, but, um, it's definitely coming. Um, I think I'm going to get it for myself and definitely some, some stuff for some Christmas presents too. Um, this dope streetwear black owned brand out of new Haven. Um, it's called a hustlers vibe. Um, you can follow them on Instagram at vibeswear two Oh three. V I B E S W E A R two O three two zero three. Um again, 
hats, hoodies, sweatpants, um, beanies now for the winter. So definitely check them out. Again, a hustler's vibe. You can fo- follow them on Instagram at vibeswear203. Connect with them on their website, a hustlersvibe.com. I like that. Do, do you have um sweats in all sizes? That's the key, though. Yes, and these sweatsuits is valid. I'm going to send you the stuff um, when we get off the pod. Uh, I'm going to order tonight because I need a new sweatsuit. It's getting comfy. Comfy season. All right, man. Y'all know what time it is. Pass the aux. We get the kids. I feel like you and Mike's song are a closer vibe than mine, so I'm going to go first. All right. I'm going to go first. Um, I came from a, with some calm shit. I got... Ginger from Wizkid featuring Burner Boy. If you want make a ginger, give me the cocker up. My culture beat your love. Anywhere I go, just come up with my bum love. Oh, they do like my love. If you want make a ginger, give me the cocker up. My culture beat your love. Come make a, come make a show you my banana. No, they do like my Kid featuring Burner Boy off WizKid's album Made in Legos. Uh, probably one of the best albums that came out this year, in my opinion. WizKid don't be missing, so make sure you check that out. I, I want to do, I want to throw right. Afro beats in mind, but I don't know how to judge whether it's fire or not. Quite, yeah, quite to, keep, to keep it honest, I can't, I can't really hear through the accent yet. Um, I gotta uh, really break my ears, and yeah, it just, um, I'm, I'm not enjoying the song if I can't hear the lyrics, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still trying. I realize I'm really good at breaking down. I think it's where I grew up. I, accents don't bother me from, like, black folks for the most part. Um, I think I struggle a little bit with European music. But, like, if, if it's, like, Jamaican, if it's Caribbean in general, um, unless, like, it's a really hard Creole that's more French than anything, um, I can understand them just fine, to be honest. Yeah. Which I, guess I think I could understand the words, but I think, like, in terms of how it mixes with the beat and stuff, I'm like, oh, is this song valid? Right? Uh, like, the words seem cool, but, like, is this song, like, a valid Afro beat or, you know, what, um, or a reggae song? Mm-hmm. No, I feel but, you. 
So for now, I'm going to stick with what I know. Screaming. And um, <laughs> there's this, there's an artist that I just came across. Um, his name is Zach Zoya. I believe that's how you pronounce the last name. Zach Zoya. Um, the song is called Patience featuring Angel. When I'm in my element Very few niggas that I'm not better than That's that narcissism ready to settle in Now the success is knocking at my door I feel the repercussions in my have on all my foes Used to dream of the day when everybody would see me Ironic enough but famous not like you see on TV Nobody really know me but my girl or my mama It's better that way, keep my name out your drama I don't wanna feel like I'm giving too much away Privacy is a luxury in the present day I just want to be happy, easier said than done. Make the most out of life, you don't get another one. Fucking so good, my maker, a little one. Fuck till I turn that ass into Cinnabons. For now it's Pogo Pizza Pockets on a dinner plate. Drink a lot of water, trying to meditate. People from back home call me a renegade. I ran away for the better. Yeah. Every time I think of joy, I lose a little. Trying to fill the void with substances. Not gonna lie, the weight is unbearable. Somebody told me patience, it all gonna pay. I think of joy and I lose a little. Trying to fill the void with substances. Not gonna lie, the weight is unbearable. That's my guy. Well, yeah, that's my guy. I'm gonna call him my guy. Um, Zach Zoya featuring Angel. The song is called Patience. What genre would this fall under? Um, it was for me. It was was it? I think it was my alternative R and B playlist. Okay, that sounds about right. Definitely alternative. Say R and B sound like hip hop music. Mm-hmm. Sense. Yeah. But yeah, but to close it off, I found I found this artist. Um, just looking at new albums on uh, Apple Music, and um, so the song I picked. I like I like his intros a lot. I'm still I'm still trying to get into his vibe. Um, but this is "Sucks to Be You" by Saint John. Sucks to be you, cause I wouldn't love you. I'd watch the whole world burn and see you dance. Running through cocktails and jumping through pop sales. I thought we would die, growing old, holding hands. It sucks to be you, cause I wouldn't love you. I'd watch the whole world burn to see you dance. Jump over pop shells and running through cocktails. Though we would die, growing old, holding hands. Story don't start all great. I'm a gorilla gone eh? I'm just a street nigga trying to make it to a million all the wrong ways. I'm running all along crazy. They said I was born the wrong shade. I should have made it five years ago. My nigga, I was really born late. I used to carry sticks in my clothes. Carry work in my shoes. Below the poverty line. What you expect me to do? Running through this life. Until 21, 22. Until I had to make a choice. You helped me choose.
All right, it was in Korea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> nah, I, I saw him going put um lowering the, the the sound, and I was like, he waiting for the responses. Now nah, I like it. Corey used that something to say. I'm scared now, man. Nah, <laughs> nah, like nah, it. you good? I think album cover is really Saint dope. John was on it my is. playlist too, so. Nah, I like oh, he's on your playlist too. So, so my yeah. playlists are lacking because I ain't seen no new people this week. I don't tell you, bro. The curation playlist. Yo, Corey, is that AirPods you got in your ear? I forgot to ask you, bro. No, I got my regular headphones in my ear. Ah, uh, so it's the feed that's making it look like AirPods. Interesting. Yep. I don't got no AirPods money. Nah, you got new phone money, though. That's cool. That's the I, same money. Who? See, you got a new phone? Who? Oh, okay. Yo, that's an episode, man. Let's get... <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. Now, Apple's a scammer. They don't even give you a break no more for a new phone or headphones. That's crazy. They don't give you headphones no more? Oh, no. It's over, bro. Or the brick, bro. You just getting a cord in the phone. Wow. Welcome to 2020, bro. Oh, because they want you to use the charging pad. Probably. But you have to buy the charging pad. It doesn't come with the phone. Wow. And then they're going to make you get a new car so you can have a charging pad in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Apple car. <laughs> Apple car, Apple TV, Apple pay. Apple no, some Apple. cars actually have the charging pad in it. Yeah, like, yeah I peep. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. Once they added Apple CarPlay, the card was over. Apple's going to make its way into your vehicle doing something. Regardless. So, and then I, Apple CarPlay is kind of way, I'm not going to lie. I consider it actually installing it into my car, but I'm like, nah, I'm not going to let them get me like this. Oh, so you're about to get the aftermarket products. Heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are expensive. Buying and I installing. I try to watch the video. And it's risky, too. Yeah, it is. It can actually mess up your system. Um, I watched, I try to watch the video to do it myself, and I realized it wasn't even worth it. So, I just, this is like two years ago. Um. I didn't. I didn't need all that. I'll stick with the default factory um, audio and display system that they gave me, which is cool. Oh yeah, stock is better for resale. Stock absolutely, for absolutely. Definitely. Dudes ask too much questions when you have a do, uh, new thing in the car. Why do you have a new radio? What happened to the old one? Now dudes gonna start negotiating prices. Not here for that. But but yeah, the, what episode number are we on? I, I want to say the wrong number. Thirty nine. I thought we. I was thinking about it if we said it in the beginning or not. We just going with the flow at this point. Exactly. We on thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. And I said I had to track by forty. Mm, I think you said in the oh, next four, four weeks. weeks. I said four weeks. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say because yeah. I don't even got the beat yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying for you. I want, I want to see what heat you dropping. So I'm. I'm Are you I'm praying gonna... for me? You got right your joint too. Yeah, but you you the one who started this, so you you had the <laughs> highest expectations. I'm here just for. I'm I'm just part of the vibe. So, oh, look. but yeah, it's coming. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make sure I get the beat by by the end of this. Oh, and I'm off this week. Oh yeah, I definitely got to get the. Wait, beat Corey got a day off. This is crazy. <laughs> I, oh, from both jobs or one? Just one. Ah, uh, so half a day. <laughs> Hardest working black man I know, man. Facts. Stop. Rapping for his city. But episode 39, Corey, you know what? I don't know. I keep, I always forget the benediction you do at the end, man. So I'm going to let you um, hold it down. Yeah. Um. Again, thank y'all for listening. Make sure you continue to like, rate, review, subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. We are, we want to continue growing this audience. Um, we have some dope ideas in the works. But again, we want to make sure that we're including our audience. So follow us on Instagram at ADCombos. Again, on Instagram at ADCombos. Leave us some feedback in the direct messages. We love to hear it so we continue to improve, continue to grow. Um, and until next time, again, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks. If you're um, celebrating. 
again, if you're celebrating and, you know, for the people that certainly are, make sure you're doing it safely. Um, as the holiday season comes, again, continue to be safe. Um, continue to listen to after dinner conversations. You heard? Yes, sir. Spread the word of our people. See us as equals. The time step aside. Be on a sequel. You can catch us at 5 p.m. Every Sunday, telling stories about the culture. Do our sculpture. Recording every Friday. So here it our way. No need to catch a flight away. Stay tuned for our take.